Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos at Equity Burn. Joining me, as always, is Avery at Brave Grapes. Hello, everyone. Hello. I don't have show notes. I'm going in. I've never. Going in I've blind. Never, I'm going in bl- just raw. I have no clue what <laughs> the fuck is happening. Uh, we have not had time to prepare. It's been a crazy week. I got stuck in New Mexico. I'm still in New Mexico because uh, we had a COVID situation, so we've been quarantining for a little bit. We're finally going to be out of it tomorrow. Uh, it has been a wild week, so I, I'm just going off the cuff here. I'm that Programming note, we're going to do football Monday at 5 a.m. We'll keep doing that. We'll talk about the game. We're going to be in Vegas, so come say hi to us. DM us on Twitter or Unless whatever. you're going to, like, harass us. Yeah, or, don't harass like, us. beat us up. I... Yeah, don't do that, please. The people who are going to harass us are not listening to the show, or... Maybe they know. are. I I kind like of maybe they are. Listeners. Maybe not the basketball episode. Yeah, maybe not the basketball that episode. That much. Yeah, they're like, yeah, but <laughs> they hate these motherfuckers. I'm gonna listen to Pac-12 basketball, uh, and you know, Patreon. We've got stuff going on on Patreon all the time. NoTruckStops.com. Uh, what else do I normally do during this part? Oh yeah, please leave us a five star review. Uh, I don't have the. Uh, I, it's just been a messy. It's been messy. So. Yeah, leave us a five-star review. We'll read our favorites on the football episode. So apologies for not being prepared, but here we are. Anyway, let's uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Greg and Matt and Reed aren't here, so we're going to talk some football without these dorks. Uh, we have, again, six teams in the Pac-12 college football playoff rankings. Grapes, do you have the rankings in front of you? I don't, but I feel like I can do them off the top of my head. Oh, I really? Think, okay, because I, I sent them to you over text to pull them up, but I want to I see if you can do it now. Don't look. Oh, all of them or just Pac-12? Just Pac-12. Okay. I was like, I don't fucking know. Are you going to uh, do the numbers too? USC is number four. Okay. Yes, correct. I believe Utah's number nine. No. Nope. Fake. Wait, fuck. What? Fuck. Washington's number nine. No. Okay. I don't know. Someone's <laughs> uh, number no. 11. Someone's number... Utah's oh, 11. Utah's, Utah's 11. 11. Washington's 12. That's right. Oregon State is number 15. Mm-hmm. And then Oregon's number 16. Is one that more. right? Yeah, one more. Oh, is UCLA still in them? Yes. <laughs> uh, 17. They are 17. All right. It was not bad. You, whatever the, whatever 15, you thought 16, was going on at 17? nine. Yeah. So 10, uh, no, uh, 11, 12, 15, 16, 17. Oh, what's happening at nine is Clemson's number nine. So I've seen a bunch of people... F- pissed off that clemson's number nine so that's like, why that they, number is, that too is high or too low yeah they people think it's too high because they have two losses okay i guess i could see that and their losses are bad yeah because they Washington. lost to nc i don't know you i don't know they lost to someone their rivals south carolina that's interesting oh yeah uh yeah they lost to south carolina that's right and they lost to notre dame yeah, that's uh, that's very dumb. Uh, anything stick out to you that you're that you're particularly pissed off at, especially as it pertains to the Pac-12? Hmm. I think it's interesting that Utah's above Washington. Yes, I, I guess it's like it's hard though because they're right next to each other, so it like probably could have gone either way. I feel like Washington deserves to be there because one, they they beat Oregon. Utah didn't beat Oregon. Washington beat oh Washington lost to UCLA. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, and they have just less losses. Even though ASU is a bad loss, but I just feel like Utah is maybe getting credit for being in the conference championship game when they don't really have, I don't know, they have as much like right to be there as Washington does. Like the only reason Utah's in it is because the conference decided to eliminate um, the division, division standard for that and they put two South teams in. 
But if that still existed, if they did a North and a South team, UW would be the North team. So I feel like it's weird to place um, Utah above there because it just feels like Washington has the more convincing wins. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't... Why Utah is ahead of Washington to me is unclear, especially because Utah's like, I think if you're the committee, you should weigh more recent games over earlier ones. And I also think like they shouldn't be like UW had a fluke loss to ASU and Tempe. And like, that's a bad loss. That's stupid. That's a dumb loss. But like that happened so long ago. It felt like it was Mm -hmm. one of the first five games of the season or something. Uh, in fact, I think they lost to UCLA and then lost to ASU yeah, and Tempe. Yeah, it's back to back. So, like, I that a lot has changed since then. Washington is a better team, I think, than they were then. They probably still have the Tempe curse, but like, whatever. Washington's Utah- playing way better than Utah is right now, and they're healthier, yeah. which yeah. I feel like actually matters. I think it genuinely matters that Cam Rising might not be healthy. I think it matters that like Utah's main receiving threat, Dalton Kincaid, which was the only reason they beat USC by one point back in October, he's not 100% either, and that and everyone on Washington is. Yeah. If it is like because they got into the Pac-12 title game, I feel like that's like really now they're just doing weird dumb politics bullshit. Yeah, because like, they backdoored their way into it. They didn't yeah. win their way into it. Like multiple things had to happen for them to get yeah. into it yeah we we might as well talk about that i'm sure people are sick of me talking about it on twitter but like let's talk about the utah backed into the championship game discourse do you agree you, it sounds like you agree that they backed into the pac-12 championship game i mean uh, yeah they did because if oregon didn't lose to oregon state they wouldn't have gone in um like they didn't control their own destiny oregon blowing it is the reason utah's in it and like they needed two teams they needed a Washington to win as well, which like that wasn't a given that they'd win in Pullman. No, it'd be different mm-hmm. if Washington was like playing Cal Colorado. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. The way that Utah was. So I don't know. I'm trying not to be too angry about it because I think removing the um, rule that it has to be a team from each division is a good move for the conference because that ensures that your two best teams are playing in it, or at least that's how they put it. But I yeah. don't <laughs> think Utah and USC are the two best teams in the conference. Like I, I feel like there has to be. I don't know. Didn't it go to like the fifth rule or like fifth tiebreaker thing? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. I feel like at some point there has to be like an eye test. And I know like the eye test is imperfect, but I think anyone can look at these two teams and see that Washington is clearly the better team than Utah right now. And I know Utah fans will argue with that, but like Washington's offense is playing a lot better than they have been honestly i think washington's offense is playing better than usc's offense was at the time that utah beat usc yeah i don't know i agree no i agree 100 percent. and it's like you know the thing is as you mentioned it they needed a lot of things to go well they needed ucla to beat cal they needed oregon state to beat oregon and they needed uh um, uw to beat wazoo all th- by the way, all three of those games were um, road games for the teams that they they were rooting for. All three of them. The mm-hmm. odds of those, I did some math just looking at FPI and SP+. Plus. I'll go with the SP+, plus one. The odds of all three of those, plus Utah beating Colorado, the odds of all four of them happening, like no misses, all four, like the results Utah needed going 4-0 was 17.8%. Like they had a 17.8% chance of going to the Pac-12 title game based on all of the things that needed to happen. And it did. 
that's fine. Like they went out, they got the tiebreakers. Like everyone agreed that these tiebreakers, everyone in the Pac-12 agreed that these tiebreakers were what they were going to abide by. And so like, you know, by the rule, by the letter of the law, they're in, they are quote unquote deserving as Avery jumps off. Um, they are quote unquote deserving by that metric. But I think it's interesting. I think it's fascinating that the first year that we get rid of the division stuff, if this were, like you said, if this were the, if this were broken up in divisions and the North team beat the South team, this would be UW Utah. Interestingly. Anyway, we're back uh, after uh, apparently one of us dropped off. Anyway, the interesting, I'm not sure if you caught it, but the last thing I said was it's interesting that uh, the PAC 12 got, did away with his division stuff. And you mentioned it. Like if this were North and South, Utah, USC is playing UW. It's almost like for the first, we do this for the first time with the division stuff. We get rid of the divisions. We're like, oh yeah, we're going to get the two best teams. What ended up happening? The the second best team kind of got screwed out of it. Yeah. I mean, they lost to Arizona State and they fucked themselves over with that. And Washington needed a lot to happen to get into the conference championships themselves. Like they they were in the situation where like obviously they needed to beat Washington state, but they also needed Oregon state to win and they, to get in, they would have needed Cal to beat to UCLA. So I feel like you also can't be mad that Washington didn't get in. Cause it's, it's partially their fault too. They lost yeah. Arizona state. There was multiple true. teams that they could have lost to, and they'd probably be in the conference championship game just based off of how it works with like opposing records. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's frustrating either way because I think most people with the eye test would look at this and say, wow, playing Washington would be like a much more appealing game and probably drive way more revenue. And they're clearly playing like the better team right now. Yeah. So. I think USC is... They they should be more scared of UW than Utah. I don't um, think Utah's scary at all if you're USC. Not, not right now, no. Um, you've got to hope that like cam rising looking good against colorado is like not just a colorado thing but a cam Mm -hmm. rising thing because he has not been good he's not been good for a few weeks now really since he got injured before the washington state game and had to sit that game out like he has not looked good i think it's obvious that he's not 100 percent, which sucks i don't know they could be a much better team if he was 100 percent, but he isn't and that's just kind of like the truth of the matter is what what team's better a team that has one of the best quarterbacks in the country um, with Michael Penix or a team that has like a quarterback who's like 60%. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I can't see Utah going blow for blow with USC. So I'm also it's going to be sick of watching Utah in the conference championship game. It's so boring. Last year was fun, I guess. Yeah. But this year I think it, I don't know. I guess it could be fun. It's, if you believe Utah's defense is like for real, which I am not convinced that it is, but I could be proven wrong. I yeah, I don't know. Whatever, we'll we'll go get drunk at uh, Legion Stadium. It'll be fun. No yeah, what. everything's fun when you're drunk. Um, okay, let's uh, let's be done with football. Anything else you gotta say about football? I don't think we're any. No, we're has not there been any news? Else. I don't not think there's really. been any news since we last talked. No, no, um, I except don't think so. Ty Thompson is. Um, has an on-field pass at LSU right now. So, what does that mean? I don't know. He's just touring LSU. The 
the field. Oh, because he's in the transfer portal, right? I don't think he's even in the transfer portal. I think that's the tease. Are, oh, really? Nobody knows what's oh, going on because he's like has sideline passes or something and touring the facilities, but he's not in the portal yet. Ty Thompson at Oregon State. Who says no? <laughs> I say no. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I say no. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, let's get to Pac-12 basketball. Grapes notoriously did not watch a lick of Pac-12 Okay, hoops. listen, listen. Um, I know I should be better about this. And I also made big <laughs> promises that I'd be watching a lot of hoops this year. And I have. But I also got the new Pokemon game this week. For Wait, the what Switch. game is this? Uh, Pokemon Violet. Oh, interesting. And okay. Okay. It's been fun. Let me it, it feels like I'm playing a game, like an old Pokemon game on my Nintendo DS. It's not like the fanciest game ever. It's not super Wait, is it like 2D same graphics or is it mm-hmm. a 3D world or what? Or what is it? Yeah, it's like it feels like it's 2D. Interesting. I'm I don't know. Look this it's up. just it's very laggy, but it's kind of funny cuz it's nostalgic. So I've I've been enjoying that. I've had basketball okay. on in the background, but uh Okay. Yeah. Okay, you recommend it. I don't know. I feel like it was just so hard to get into the Pokemon games. I would personally wait if you want this. Wait till it uh, eventually goes on sale. It's like sixty bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should give them a try again. I always feel like I. If video you games don't, are so hard if you didn't like Pokemon, though, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I yeah. just love. I love Pokemon. I always have. So. Interesting. Didn't know that about you. <laughs> I'm shocked. You <laughs> are. You yeah, I didn't know you were a Pokemon person. Yeah, you, I love you said you don't. You you said you haven't. You, the only game you've ever played was like Mario Sunshine on your Nintendo no, GameCube. No, 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 no. I, I growing up, I wasn't really allowed to have video games, but I had a Nintendo DS, and then I got somebody left a game GameCube that my dad found, and he gave it to me. You weren't allowed to play video games. Yeah, we didn't have like a Wii. That was always like my okay. thing growing up is like whenever I'd go to people's houses, I'd always want to play the Wii because we didn't have that. And everybody why, why were you not did. allowed? Is it like a religious thing? No, my dad just didn't like video games. They're weird about it. I don't know. They just thought it was like weird. Like people, they're like kids are, kids are always playing video games these days, that type <laughs> of stuff. I don't understand it. Weird. Weird. I, I enjoy the occasional video game, but I've never been that into it. And Pokemon, I feel like I'll try Pokemon for an hour or two and be like, this is cool. And then I'm like, all right, I'm kind of over this now. I've been, uh, now that I've been in quarantine, I've been throwing myself into fucking Minecraft again, like I'm 12. <laughs> so that has been a blast. Anyway, uh, basketball. You weren't playing, you weren't watching Pac-12 basketball because you were playing Pokemon. Completely no. understood. <laughs> uh, well, I'll give the recap this time then. So it was feast week around college basketball. So tournaments all across the country filled airtime and created some fun matchups in the Pac-12. First off, Arizona cemented itself as one of the best teams in the country yet again, winning the Maui Invitational uh, by beating the AP number seven and number 24 teams in Creighton and San Diego State. They went 2-0 against that slate and frankly looked pretty convincing in both of them. They look really, really scary. Uh, they finished now, finished their now number four in the AP poll in the country. So they are streaking. Meanwhile, ASU and UCLA took care of business going 2-0 against a couple of low-level mid-majors. UW went a surprising 3-0. Uh, they were that was highlighted by an overtime win over St. Mary's, which is the number twenty-five team in Kempom. That game happened really late at night, like started at nine thirty in Anaheim. Uh, UW won the Wooden Legacy Tournament. Utah went one and one, losing a heartbreaker to Mississippi State, fifty-two to forty-nine. 
Uh, but they looked really competitive and probably should have won that game. USC lost close uh, games to two basketball powers in Tennessee and Wisconsin as part of the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Oregon went one and one. Uh, they dropped a close game to Michigan State and they beat Villanova, um, but half their roster was out due to injury. Like they had like five scholarship players at one point. Truly insane, unlucky stuff. The Beavs uh, got thrown back to earth a little bit. Uh, they went 0-3. They gave Duke a game, but then they lost to Florida and Portland. Stanford went 1-2, losing close to Ole Miss and Memphis, but came away with a win against Florida State in some tournament that I did not bother looking up. Uh, Wazoo lost to Detroit. Colorado narrowly escaped Yale. And Cal became the first high major team in 40 years to start their season 0-7. So... Uh- I was going to ask you, that was my first question is I feel like every week we've been doing like a little bit of a Cal watch to decide if (laughs) this year's Cal team is officially going to be worse than last year's Oregon State team who like notoriously only got three wins. Like, are you ready to call it? I don't know. They've got (laughs) three more. I'm counting three more by games. Eastern Washington, which is at home at Santa Clara and Texas Arlington. They need one of those wins to avoid like complete catastrophe because I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Conference play is always weird. Uh, I mean, this season's already a catastrophe, but uh, they play USC next. They play Arizona. I mean, oh God, are they going to get two wins? None of the Pac-12 teams are this bad. I like can't think of like maybe Oregon State kind of now that they're falling into a slide, but even they looked competitive sometimes. They almost... They really did almost beat Duke. Um, uh, I don't know. Washington State kind of looks bad, but they're dealing with injuries. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm not ready to call it, but I, I if I were bet, betting money on it, I feel like they're not getting three wins. Yeah, tune in crazy. next week for another Cal Watch. <laughs> or Cal Watch. <laughs> Cal Watch update. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what do you want to know about? You You did. You watched zero college basketball. So tell me, tell me what you want to know about the Pac-12 then. I want to know if... Um, Arizona is by far the best team in the Pac-12. Yes, uh, I think they are. I watched both their games against Creighton and San Diego State, and they look fucking insane. Like, you know, they, you know from last year that they, like, play really fast. They play a really fun brand of basketball. That's just, like, Tommy Lloyd's thing. They play really fast. They're doing that again. But they're just getting, like, super easy shots. Like, it's, like five six passes around everyone touches the ball and somehow someone ends up with it like wide open under the basket that's one the other thing is umar balo who's like a fucking massive human being like he is huge he's seven one like just like a and, and like very like you know built um he like you know we would always talk about last year that he was a really high energy defender like he was always a good rim runner but like now he's added a post game like he's just kind of getting the ball down low and and working and getting shots that way he looks really polished uh and that makes him super scary for everyone else in the pac-12 yeah i would say they look like the best team in the pac-12 by far i i don't know that ucla has looked anywhere near this good they have, and they have a ton of weapons. It's like every single new player that they added, Cedric Henderson, um, Adama Ball, like all of those dudes are, Courtney Ramey, uh, all of those dudes are like new names for Arizona and they're like contributing. They look, they, they're having good, really good games. Uh, against Creighton, uh, Umar Ball had 30 points, 13 rebounds at a block, like off 14 for 17 shooting. That's like a fucking unbelievable line. That's like getting 
45 in the NBA or something. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Um, so, yeah, they look like the best team in the Pac-12. I feel like that's, I don't know, I don't want to call it shocking, but I, I don't think any of us expected Arizona to bounce back like this. Um, I think everyone expected them to be good. One of the two best teams in the conference. Very solid, but it sounds like they're just picked up where they left off. Yeah. They, I mean, we talked about it preseason. They lost their three best players. They lost their three best offensive players. I mean, I guess if you say Azulis Tabalas is better than Dalen Terry, whatever. But like, you know, they arguably lost their best, their three best offensive player and arguably their three best defensive players. Uh, And they like none of us expected them to just replace them and and suddenly have a bunch of dudes who are contributing the way that they are right now against like good competition like last year i think it took them a while because they like beat the shit out of bad teams and then they finally played some good teams they like went in straight up uh and and just beat the shit out of two top 25 teams further proof that tommy lloyd was the architect behind modern day Gonzaga. <laughs> uh, Matt's narrative is thriving. He's not even here. He's not watched. I bet that man has not watched a second of Arizona basketball. I wonder if he listens to these. I don't even think he's watched podcasts? a second of, of, of college basketball U- of Utah basketball. Even maybe not even his I don't own team. think so though. He's, I think he's been busy doing other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's I'm sure. sure he'll tune think- in more after football ends. Do you think he's uh listened to this podcast? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, hey, I don't Matt, think so, if you're yeah. out there, uh, hey, watch teams outside your own. Please. Or, no, no. Just watch your own team. <laughs> watch <laughs> it, watch just, any team. Pick a team. Watch literally any team. Any team. Uh, Please. To your, point, to your point about Gonzaga, Gonzaga's 5-2 and two right now, by the way. They lost to Texas and Purdue. They got their ass kicked by Purdue, apparently. I don't know. I didn't watch, but... Purdue has like some guy like who's like fucking seven foot four, Zach Eady or something. Where do like, they find these people? I don't know. Like <laughs> people should not. People were not uh, designed to be that big. But it's insane. It's really insane. Anyway, so yeah, I would say Arizona is the uh, the best team in the Pac-12 by far. They look insane. They look like they're going to get a one seed again. I don't know. And and frankly, some of the other teams in the Pac-12 look worse. Okay, who? We're not talking about Cal because Cal's very disappointing, beyond disappointing. <laughs> but who has disappointed you the most based on what expectations you had for preseason? <sighs> now, I, if if it's just this past week, I would say, I guess it's got to be USC. Uh, USC went zero and two. They went zero and two against like decent teams, but um. I think given how they looked early on in the season, you wanted them to get one of those to at least build themselves some legitimacy. Drew Peterson is so bad. He is um, he is really, really bad. He did not have a good game. He did not have a good week. I'm going to go back and look at is his. Is he supposed to be their best player? The way I know yes. like Boogie Ellis is in the conversation too, but the way people talk about Drew Peterson, like you'd yes. think he's an elite athlete, and I, I feel like I've just never seen that from him. We saw it like in the last, I don't know, 10 games last year. And it was like, oh, okay, here's Drew Peterson. Like, here he comes. And I think that's why maybe he got a little mm. bit more hype at the preseason. But against Wisconsin, he had 17 points and 10 boards. That's like not bad. But he had five turnovers off six for 15 shooting. So yeah, like, that's crazy. Really, really inefficient line. Um, you know, shot well from three, I guess. But like, he's a turnover machine right now. Like, he is not hanging on to the ball. Yeah, on against Tennessee. Drew Peterson had nine points, six rebounds, five assists, seven turnovers off four for 10 shooting. Um, so, no. I think USC of the teams this week that's like that have been disappointing, 
It's probably USC. I, I'll also throw in Oregon State. Like, I feel like, okay, they, we, first of all, it's, like, confusing because, like, they really – they should have beaten Duke. They had a lead against Duke really, really late and sort yeah. of let that one slip away. Um, they only lost by, like, three to that game. They were 20-point underdogs. We talked about that. But losing um, to Portland then, State is pretty embarrassing. Portland, which I don't know. Is Portland better than Portland State? I, Same team. I'm pretty sure it's Portland I don't Portland even know there's a difference. Is it not? I think they're different. Wait, let's let's look. Maybe I'm wrong. It says Portland State. Is there not a Portland State. and a Portland? Oh, is it Portland State? Have they played them twice? Is uh, that what I'm reading let here? Look. Let me look. I'm on ESPN. Uh, no, they didn't. You're right. You're right. It is. I think it is Portland State. You're right. They played them twice and lost to them both times. Is that right? Wait. Um. Wait. Is ESPN just messing with me? Is that right? Yeah, okay, so I think they probably play them in the tournament. They play them in the Phil Knight, whatever, the Phil Knight Legacy Tournament, whatever. Uh, Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. They did. They lost to them both times. That's that's not a (laughs) good team. That's bad. That's their only wins this season are against Oregon State. Is that true? Yeah, they're two and two, and their two wins are because they played Oregon State twice. They've got one against Evergreen State. (laughs) Which okay. is not is not uh I think they are not a division one team. That's gotta be like, like I, a community college. <laughs> I'm trying to click them on Kempom and their NR <laughs> nothing's, and they're nothing's not coming up. Yeah, if you if I cannot click your school's name on Kempom, <laughs> you're not a real school. Like, Where's Evergreen there's, State? There, there's four hundred teams on Kempom and you're not one of them? Come on. Uh anyway, yeah, I guess you're right. They lost to Portland State twice. So Evergreen State is a liberal arts college in Olympia, Washington. That's how far is that from you? Not far. It's like three hours. Oh, okay. It's yeah. south of Seattle. Oh, I didn't know south. I thought, I thought it was north. No. Okay. It's 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 <laughs> geography expert Carlos. <laughs> Once again. Um. Anyway, yeah. So Oregon State and USC. I think Oregon State. I guess it's like. How much did we really expect from them? Not much, but yeah, USC, I feel like it's hard to stuff. be mad at Oregon State because um, they've already like hit their their wins that they had last year. Yeah, like there's and they'll, only they'll room get a few to more. go. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a few more. Uh, what's your next question for me? Um, can we start calling Greg stupid for thinking Stanford's going to make the tournament? <laughs> Is it time? Yeah, yeah, we can. They lost. Uh, they are three and four right now with losses to Wisconsin, San Diego State, Ole Miss, and Memphis. Now, to Greg's point, they have lost to good teams, but mm. when you lose to good teams, but you only beat the really shitty ones, like, that's not good. Like, Florida State, they beat Florida State, and you might be like, oh, yeah, Florida State, like, I know that name. That's like a, <laughs> a power six conference. Uh, they are, Florida State is one in seven. They're well, one People win. know the name Cal Berkeley as well so i don't yeah, know that's true uh florida state's lone win was mercer by nine um but they have lost to florida state has lost to teams called stetson siena stetson and siena have you heard of these schools uh, no those are those are people's <laughs> names um i love so. googling i love googling names that i've um never heard and find out where they are Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. Um, I'm anyway. surprised you know who that is. Stetson is a <laughs> private university in Florida. Okay. Good for them. 
in the ASUN. Cool. Anyway, that's uh, that's who Stanford beat. They beat a team that is one and seven with a win over only Mercer. So uh, no, I I think they are in deep shit. Uh, I think they continue to turn the ball over at an insane rate, despite people telling me that they are a good offensively coached team. Yeah, uh, how is that not on coaching at this point? Like yeah, this has transcended seasons. Yeah. I feel like if it's a one-off thing during a season, you can be like, wow, that was weird and fluky. We were just bad and we kept turning over the ball. But like this has continued for multiple years. No, it keeps happening. Um, so they, 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 look, they look bad. They do not look like a good team at all. I do not want to hear anyone tell me about Stanford again. Like do not talk to me about Stanford basketball. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> do not want to hear about it. Other, are we, other, are mm-hmm. we losing, are we going to lose any coaches mid season? Like Jared house is he is, do they, I don't know. How often does that happen in basketball? I don't know, but Not I have to frequently. tell you, I have to tell you that like, there's no way Mark Fox makes it for Cal makes it to the end of the year. Like he can't, I, I cannot, right? I am shocked. He's not gone now. Um, I like I, Cal looks like they might get like one or two wins right now. Like, yeah. I don't know who they would beat who had picked them to beat. They're like, <laughs> they're paying him $2 million a year for this. <laughs> I, I don't know. He should be fired. Um, I can't, I cannot imagine them getting to like January. And if Cal is like, has one win or is God winless, I cannot imagine that dude makes it past winter break. Um, I just can't. Uh, but I don't know. Do they fire? I, I actually have no idea if they fire coaches mid season. Um, it looks like his contract is through 2024, but I feel like firing coaches mid season is not something that happens very frequently in college basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking here. Basketball coaches are fired much, uh, fired mid season at a much less frequent pace than in the football world. But I think they absolutely, they've got to make an exception for this one. Cause this is like, dog shit this is like humiliating people not just like pac-12 people but like national media are like cal has become the first team in like four, 40 years to go zero and seven to start in a high major that's conference. crazy yeah like, like that is a narrative now what wait out of which teams is it like division one like like uh or power, power six? six okay yeah. still yeah. that's crazy. i mean still bad i mean the, and the reason is, is because you get a bunch of buy games and Cal has had a bunch of buy games. UC Davis, UC San Diego, Southern, Texas State. Like, you're telling me they didn't get one of those? That's crazy. That's nuts. So, anyway. Yeah, um, Mark Fox, I think I, he might be the rare coach that does get fired in the middle of the season. He should be. Um, he's bad. He's terrible. Um, anyway. That'd be really funny if um, Cal's in the hunt for a football and basketball head coach this off season. I kind of feel like Justin Wilcox is not getting fired. No. He would have gotten fired already, right? Like he would have yeah, gotten probably. fired like Sunday, Monday. Yeah. yeah. He probably would have gotten fired after the Colorado game <laughs> if they wanted to fire <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as I know, they're looking for an offensive coordinator right now. And if they let him <laughs> make that hire before they fire him, they're stupid because then they have to pay more money. So yikes, big yikes. Uh, Cal sucks in everything. Stanford sucks too in everything. Imagine being a Cal or a Stanford fan. Like both of those teams are 
horrific dog shit. I at feel everything like they do. Th- the one positive thing about that is there's less Cal and Stanford fans because the people that go to those schools are more focused on academics. <laughs> Maybe that's, <laughs> that's less true point. with Cal, but yeah, slightly less true with Cal. But they are certainly they're certainly not doing anything to get the fans out there. Um, okay, uh, I, I'll also say uh, UW is an, a team that I'd probably highlight also. Uh, that's worth talking about. They went three and zero against one of those teams. Is like pretty good in St. Mary's. Like that's yeah. You know. I did watch that game. Oh, actually. you did. Okay. What, yes. did, what did you think? What were your thoughts? Um, my thoughts were that I was also playing Pokemon during this game. Uh, <laughs> I do Badgema, remember it being on defensive player of the year. Cole Badgema. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't like Cole Badgema. <laughs> There's something about Cole Badgema that rubs me the wrong way. Like. He looks like a, a sickly Victorian child. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and I feel like he shouldn't be on the court. I feel like they should be feeding him instead. I don't know. He just looks like he's never slept in his life. He's uh, like Does Drew Peterson. Yeah, but it's different. He, he's like Drew Peterson. Um, if Drew Peterson like <laughs> ate half as much food. I don't know. <laughs> That's mean. He's never going to hear this, though. <laughs> never. I hope That's not. That's so terrible. Um, but yeah, Cole Badgema being weirdly good is is strange. It just does not seem correct to me. Yeah, he had some good defensive plays in this one. Which he was, had like uh, a what did he? Have? Was it a blocked shot or was yeah, it? Yeah, like uh, a couple of them. I remember that. I was like amazed. Yeah, true uh, active athleticism. Yeah, this was a, a good performance from UW. They didn't shoot particularly well, but they played defense really well. They shot fine. It wasn't like terrible. They were sloppy as hell, though. They turned the ball over 23 times, uh, which is very, very bad. But they ended up uh, victorious. They went to the overtime, that, right? Yeah, this is this game was like, okay, this game is on at, so it's nine, it's, it has a 9.30 tip-off, but I'm in mountain time right now, which is a 10.30 <laughs> oh, tip-off. And it was like tw- it was like twelve thirty when this game was like coming to an end, and then there was overtime, and I'm like, oh my fucking god, I just <laughs> want to go end, to sleep. <laughs> um. Anyway, so they ended up. They ended up. Keon Brooks had a pretty good game. Uh, Frank Kebnang, I think their seven footer from I think he's from Oregon, right? Um, he looked pretty good. I was really impressed with him. So. They've got something. I mean, I don't know that Washington is going to be threatening for a, a tournament bid, but like NIT, like totally. They their remaining schedule for now, uh, they've got, obviously got Oregon State and Colorado in uh, conference play, but then they go back to non-conference. They play at Gonzaga, so that's probably a loss. Uh, Cal Poly and Idaho State, those should be wins, and then they play Auburn, which I don't know how good Auburn is, but I know they're they've been good recently. Oh, they're undefeated. Auburn is seven and zero, so. Uh, that'll be interesting. Washington, good job. I and they also beat Fresno State and Seattle. They beat Fresno State. I didn't State think and they had it in them. Did not think they had it in them. Yeah, Fresno State and Saint Saint Mary's was part of the um, which tournament was this? The Wooden Legacy Tournament. Mm. So, yeah, good for them for for winning both of those games and then beating Seattle, which I guess is like fine. Like it's not a. It's not a do horrible, you like horrible Do you like these major. tournaments? Do you think they're more fun than like doing just traditional non-con? I, I they certainly bring more names. The players seem to get kind of invested and excited about winning these tournaments. Um, but like, I kind of wish these things happened on college campuses. Like, you just kind of watch. Like, if you, I don't know how much of these you watched on TV, 
but like some of these tournaments are just like really poorly attended like so they look like so they look like attended. scrimmages they look yeah. like just like pickup games yeah um and they're just like in dead arenas like i that part i hate i like that they give us some cool matchups but i feel like we could do that like we why don't we have like like Oregon and Oregon State should, you know, I guess that was like kind of the same thing with the Phil Knight, the Phil Knight Legacy, whatever it was, Phil Knight Invitational, the PKI. Um, that was in Portland. And so you had Oregon and Oregon State and they were local. And I guess they had like good crowds, but like they should do more of like hosting it in Eugene and Corvallis. Like, yeah, do the tournament, but like one, yeah. like, do it on Oregon's campus or do it on Oregon State's campus. Uh, you know, UCLA and USC should host one. Why not? Like, well, I don't know. They might not get a ton of attendance at those. Maybe they would. But, like, that's the thing. It's just, like, the environments look so stale and dead. And I'm like, I don't like watching that. But I get it. Yeah. You bring you bring players to the Bahamas or the Hawaii or something. You make an event out of it. Like, maybe player, maybe a bunch of fans are coming out. Like, I don't think they are. Or maybe they are. Yeah. They watch their one Who team. Who are these people that are traveling? For these tournaments that mean nothing. <laughs> it was thanks. It was Thanksgiving. Maybe people were doing it. Did you take? Yeah. Would you go to go to Hawaii for Thanksgiving? Uh, uh, no, that's I've never go. To, I'll never go to Hawaii. <laughs> I think I think it's unethical to go to Hawaii unless you're a native Hawaiian. But I. Bahamas. My, what about the Bahamas? I don't. Did I still don't think for I would. For Thanksgiving or for basketball? <laughs> Both, because these games were happening on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't think I would if I went to like the Bahamas or like an exotic location that's great for vacationing at location for vacationing that's hard to say um i don't think i'd want to watch basketball because <laughs> i can watch basketball in the united states on my tv like I don't, I, I don't know but i think like at, from the fan standpoint and as someone who like i was a student at the university of utah for four years it's really frustrating um in the non-conference for basketball because like you get like two to three games at home and then it's all these tournaments and then you get like a couple games at home right before Christmas break and it just feels so disheveled and it's hard to get into it as a fan whereas I feel like if these were more focused on college campuses you'd have better fan engagement like in a lot of ways it doesn't feel like college basketball actually starts till January which is unfortunate because there's a lot of fun matchups that happen during this time no I agree I I think like for some reason, I mean, college football non-conference isn't always great, um, but like college basketball non-conference is brutal. And the reason why it's brutal too is that like that so much like we're in the thick of like not in the thick of towards the end of, but like an exciting end towards college football season. Like we're getting conference championship games and we're getting like, you know, November rivalries and all this other stuff. And like there's so much to think about there that it's like, oh yeah, like Colorado has to play Yale. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just... I mean, I get it. They got to do like it's not worth complaining about. They could, they definitely could start college basketball season a, a couple weeks later. Um, certainly, if it started, if college basketball was tipping off like this week, um, or even like I don't know after the Pac-12 championship game, I actually think it'd be a lot more fun. It'd be like, oh, okay, like now it's college basketball season. Now we yeah. don't have football on the way. You know, it's like. Maybe that's just because we pay attention to both. It's but. probably hard for the players too, though, because like they really do take take a backseat at like most universities yeah. behind their football team. That's yeah. kind of just how it goes, and I think that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's not great. But anyway, I guess the tournaments are cool because they give us good matchups. I actually yeah. kind of liked Feast Week, but I think if I were we were in quarantine and so like I watched a ton of these games and a lot of them were cool and I was just hanging out. 
like, you know, that's cool. You know, if you're not doing anything during, during Thanksgiving week, but if you got plans or something, I don't know, you're not going to be watching many of these games. So I wanted to watch more basketball on Thanksgiving, but like people want to watch the NFL on Thanksgiving yeah, and I wasn't I in control it. of the TV. So unfortunately <laughs> I had to watch the NFL and I watched basketball. zero NFL, no NFL games. Uh, the way that, yeah, I just like could not, uh, I, I never, I haven't watched a, an NFL game in like years. It's just, it just doesn't, it's not fun for me anymore. No. College basketball can be brutal, but at least sometimes you get some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, MVPs. I guess I will say some MVPs for the week. Uh, I don't know. I've got to like look back at the stat lines. Uh, I guess uh, Jaime Hockey has actually had a really good week. I think he had a, I think he had a really good game against Bellerman. Yeah, twenty-seven points, seven rebounds, uh, really efficient shooting night, and then had seventeen points, eight rebounds, two assists against. Um, Pepperdine, so good for him. Um, Trying to think who else had a good week. I can't remember. Cole Badgemo was having a good week, and then yeah, I yeah. said he looked like a sad Victorian <laughs> child, and now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he's not having a good week anymore. You really, really. Oh, Omar Balo, obviously. Uh, Omar Balo looks like uh, he looks like Pac-12 Player of the Year front runner right now which is crazy to say because again uh omar Bello had no post game last year like he had he had very little and now he has a lot and it's scary all right uh let's see game picks i am horribly horribly prepared once again we have a bunch of um uh non-conference games oh of course i should play our music what am i doing i am really out of source today <laughs> we all are Uh, one game I'll pick out of here for you to pick. Uh, Arizona is traveling to Salt Lake City <laughs> to play oh. the Utah running Utahs. <laughs> uh, I don't. Let me see if there's a spread for this game. If not, I'll pull one from Kempom. No spread. I'll pull one from Kempom. But but tell me more. Tell me about who you think wins. You know what? I don't think Utah's figured out how to play offense yet. Okay. Like I still don't think it's there and. That means they're not going to be able to keep up with how fast Arizona plays. So Arizona's going to win. I think they're going to win by 15. Oh, I was going to ask you uh, what you thought the spread was for Kempom. What do you think the spread is for Kempom? 15? It's probably like 15. It's six. It's only six? Yeah. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I, I get that Arizona looks like a world beater. Utah's offense is kind of poopy and weird. They have not been bad, though. I think their defense is really good. It's Yeah, I think they're doing a lot of what they did last year at the beginning of the year when they still had healthy players where they kind of, like, forced other teams to play slow. Super ugly, yeah. And gross the way they do, and that keeps them, like, within arm's reach. And I think, so, uh, Utah is 60th in uh, defensive rating per Kempom, adjusted defensive rating. They're 60th. They're pretty good. That's that's pretty good. Uh, They're fourth in the country in uh, oppose, opponents' effective field goal percentage. They are 14th in the country in three-point percentage allowed, fourth in the country in two-point percentage allowed. It's a good defensive team. They don't have a, They don't have a ton of, like, defensive stoppers, but they do have 
more than they did last year. And the other thing is, Utah has some size. Like they have they Brandon do. Carlson, who eh, you know sometimes struggles on defense, but like he's a big body you can throw at Umar Balo. And they have Kibakeda, who he's been really great. He has been fantastic. Another big man that you can throw out a Julius Tabellis or Omar, Omar Balo. So I don't think Utah is going to win, but I am not going to be surprised if this game's close. And if Utah mucks this shit up, it's going to be in Salt Lake City. I, that means I hope, especially now that Arizona has a number four next to, that, next to their name, that I, I hope Utah fans come out for this. Here's the issue. What Here's day is the game at? That's, that's the issue. It's on Thursday. Yeah. No. Thursday night. Nope. Pac-12 championship games on Friday. Utah fans only have to drive like five hours to get to Vegas. Well, then wouldn't they go on Friday? I don't know. A lot of people like to stay over the night before. Maybe. That fucking sucks if they... Oh, God. I really... God, I hope that stadium has enough fans to go around to make that a tough game. Because I think I think Utah could give Arizona a game. I'm really curious to see this from Utah. Like, Mississippi State, it must be said is I'm going to look up their Ken Palm rating. They're 29th and they gave, they almost beat Mississippi state. So I think Utah's going to make this ugly. Um, I I guess we'll find out if they can slow it up force air. Like Arizona may be pushed more than they have. Although people say San Diego state's defense. Oh, we should. Yeah. The verbo just to hang out. Watch the uh, Utah, Utah, Arizona game. Fuck. Yeah. I've completely forgot we were doing that. Um, okay, next game. This is a battle of two teams that, uh, frankly, have zero health and, like, very few players available due to injury, but let's pick them anyway. Uh, Washington State traveling to Eugene to play Oregon. This game, per Kempom, is... Uh, let's see. Per Kempom, Oregon is favored by five points. So, who wins, who covers? Ooh... It's also on Thursday, by the Shoot, way. Shoot, that's say. hard because I f- is Oregon still has a ton of injuries happening. Yeah. So does Washington State. Oh, do they? Yeah. Is Muhammad gay? Okay. I think he's. I think he's healthy. Well, that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what? You said they were Oregon. Uh, Oregon was favored by what? Five. You know what? Maybe we're on upset watch here. Washington okay. State. All Might right. Cover. It's not bad. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I don't know. God, there have. Why did I pick this game? They're both like ravished by injuries. I, I guess I'll say <laughs> Oregon. I don't know. I'll say Oregon. Uh, I say they cover. Why not? Why? What do I care? Has um, Will Richardson been playing better this week? I think he had a. I think he had a really good week. Let me look. Uh, so against Villanova, I don't. I like had this game on in the background, but once I heard that like no organ players were available, I'm like, all right, this is like not going to be informative. He had 19 points off seven for 12 oh, shooting against Villanova. Yeah. Okay. But Villanova's not good either. Like I also think they might have some um, some injury issues going on. Will Richardson had 28 points off 10 for 21 shooting against Michigan State. So that a good good couple weeks. Maybe he should have been an MVP. I don't know. I am not watching much Oregon uh, to be honest with you because of their injuries because they haven't looked good. But one more. That does, again, involve Oregon. Uh, Oregon is traveling. (laughs) I uh, fucking hate this game. Oregon is traveling to LA to play UCLA in Poly Pavilion. Ken Palm has this game as a nine-point loss for Oregon. So the spread is UCLA minus nine per Ken Palm. Mm. Who wins? Who covers? 
Ken Palm hasn't taken into account that Dana Altman owns Mick Cronin. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. owns. Isn't he? Fucking, yeah, he he's never like lost to Mick Cronin. Yeah. Um, so I, I refuse to go against that. The vibes <laughs> said no. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you saying that this is your bad vibes game? <laughs> sure. Oregon. <laughs> wow. We haven't heard that I, one on the basketball episode. I trust, I trust Dana Altman to own Mick Cronin just so I can, I can see all the Oregon fans tweet about it. Cause I think it's really funny. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we have. Uh, can we talk about short... football for a second? Okay, you got more football discourse. Well, for us. I just wanted to talk about um, th- the way that Utah fans are just going wild on Twitter this week. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> there's this narrative going around that's been it's been carried by Utah fans since as long as I can remember, but specifically targeted at USC. There's this conversation happening that let me just read some tweets. Okay. Okay. It's, okay. It's blue collar versus NIL hard nosed kids versus the spoiled and entitled elite. Bring it on full healthy or not. It's going to be a dog fight. Um, here's another one. Blue collar versus NIL development versus semi pro toughness versus entitled family versus money. And this is my favorite. Oh my God. Kyle Whittingham is a man. Lincoln Riley is a whiny little crybaby. Who would you rather have coach your team in the champ game? Um, unhinged shit. <laughs> Completely. The, the conversation that USC players are inherently entitled or spoiled for going to USC is so fascinating to me because like, wh- what do you want them to do? What do you want these elite <laughs> athletes to do? Go to like, a middle tier P5 team. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're entitled and they're fucking like, what they are had you talking to, about? They had to work to get into this is one of the best programs in the country. They went four and eight last year. <laughs> yeah, like, but still, like, regardless of that, you still have to work your ass off to get an yeah. offer from USC. Yeah. And like, I think it's like conversations around transferring. They see kids that transfer to a better situation as spoiled or entitled as if like they shouldn't have the autonomy to do that, which is insane to me, or they should choose a worse situation such as Utah, because let's be honest, like if you're an elite athlete going to USC is probably a better situation than going to the university of Utah. Like why, what is this conversation calling Lincoln Riley a whiny little crybaby because he's, a good coach makes no sense <laughs> and it's hilarious it's so crazy like blue you, you're calling utah athletes blue collar i don't <laughs> maybe in like 2008 yeah like they're like utah has like top 30 talent now like what are they also, talking about there was a post that went out and i don't know how accurate it is but it's like the average spending on nil deals per university and utah's top 10 Utah's like number nine. I don't know if that list is accurate, but if it is, like, yikes. Yeah. What an absolutely fucking insane. Like, Utah fans have just been, there's something wrong with them this this, this football (laughs) season. Mostly against USC. It's like, what in the world? Where is this coming from? Honestly, uh, I I don't hate USC as much as I used to, but they're still, you know, my favorite team's rival. I will be rooting for USC to beat the absolute shit out of Utah. Like that this would be such most, a funny result. 
one-sided rivalry utah fans think if you ask utah fans who their rival is like most a lot of them will say usc they think they're in a rivalry with usc and it's probably because like the last five years utah has been in contention for the pac-12 title and it's like between them and, and usc for the south berth and i don't even think usc fans know that Utah fans are trying to do a rivalry. Like usually I make jokes, especially with Oregon and Oregon state fans, Oregon fans are like, it's not a rivalry. It's not a rivalry. But like, I don't even think USC knows that this is happening, (laughs) that these conversations are being had because it is, Oh, it's kind of embarrassing. I'm getting, I'm like secondhand embarrassment from all these Utah fans tweeting this shit. Like your team, your team got, backdoored into the conference championship you want to talk about working class shit um do it pull yourself up by your bootstraps <laughs> Utah. uh yeah it's uh it's been such a weird dumb discourse and every team every pac-12 team that does well thinks that usc is their rival like there was a time when arizona state fans thought that usc was their rival and there was a time when uh, Oregon fans thought that USC was rough. They still might think that, frankly. Uh, you know, like, it's just kind of gone on and on, and it's, like, kind of dumb. Uh, and, and Utah fans take it way more seriously, too. They are really weird. USC fans can be kind of insufferable, but, man, Utah fans are on a different level. So, yeah, I uh, we'll see. Maybe they pull it out, and it'd be a fun story you know, for Utah. You know it's bad when, fans. like, UCLA fans want usc to be utah like i'm seeing these <laughs> I, tweets i still think there's a lot of ucla fans who will be very angry uh if usc wins they're like yeah ucla fans are having their own their own little back channels because they're not saying much because they got their asses kicked by usc because they went nine and three because they're not happy but in back channels when you like talk to them they are unconvinced that caleb williams deserves a heisman they're unconvinced that usc uh has earned their way into the playoff i'm like what are you talking about like what the fuck are you talking about please just like take off your what if they what have they done hat? that it's like i don't know caleb williams i feel like if you, i've watched every single game that caleb williams has played in and he's had a couple of ugly ones this season especially like the oregon state game but since the utah game like he's been consistently very very good this past game against notre dame and i'm pretty sure notre dame has one of the better defenses that like if they were in the pac-12 they'd like probably be the second best defense or some shit um like they caleb williams was a fucking god in that game it was incredible to watch he is very deserving of the heisman and i don't like the conversations about how he's only getting it because he was like a high profile transfer to usc like he he deserves it he's played really well yeah insane shit uh makes no sense Anyway, uh, that game will happen on Friday. So, hey, maybe we'll uh, talk to some folks there. Or if they're one of the crazy Utah fans that are on Twitter, hopefully we'll avoid them. So, uh, <laughs> either way, either way. Anyway, that's it. That's all we have. That's Avery at Brave Grapes. I'm Carlos. No Reed, no Greg, no Matt. They're all cowards who don't watch sports outside their own. Uh, they were watching the World Cup, though. Are you watching the World Cup? I, I am watching the World Cup. I'm a pretty big soccer fan. How are the uh, um, the Americans United doing? States United States beat um, Iran today, and okay. that means they get to move on to the next stage, which is super exciting. Who do they play? It's been a long time. Uh, I don't know who they play next on Friday. Um, I'm a bad fan. One second, let me look. I should be prepared. 
Um, they play um, Netherlands. Netherlands. Interesting. On, on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. You uh, like your, like the, liking their chances? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, okay. Is Netherlands good? Either. Are they good at soccer? They're solid. They're pretty good. Okay. Um, United States okay. just they're a young they're a young team. They're like the third youngest team in the World Cup this oh, year. Wow. They have oh, a lot wow. of talent. It's just young, but it's been a lot of fun. I'm also a Belgium fan because that's where my family's from, and um, Belgium's not were, good. I thought you were a Mormon. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Belgium's not good. Uh, so. Yeah. Anyways, uh, okay. it's fun. Good. L3 plays tomorrow, so we'll see. We'll see how they do. You la raza. Okay. That's it. Anyway, I don't know why I keep ending this show and then we keep coming back to other things. Anyway, that's Avery. <laughs> I'm Carlos. Thank you for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here. Cal is probably a truck stop. <laughs> they have a truck stop record for sure. Okay.